The Tin Man Podcast is a proud partner with Dashclip. Dashclip specializes in crafting exceptional wallets that go beyond mere accessories. Dashclip is not just a brand, it's a philosophy, a daily reminder to embrace life and make every moment count. Check them out today at thedashclip.com. That's thedashclip.com. A song called Old Song. Y'all watch out now. This is a Tin Man Podcast, and I am your host, Chris Tinius. If you have listened previously, you may have noticed some different intro music to this episode. This is a direct tie-in to my guest, Nick Wynn, from the band Bone Pony. Growing up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and then attending Western Kentucky University in the early 2000s, Bone Pony was not just a favorite band of mine, but an experience. The music was good, and the energy of a live show never disappointed. Throw in the group of teammates and friends I used to listen with, and any time I hear a song these days, it immediately brings back a good memory. I've spent most of my life in athletics, but I've always had a passion for music. I am thrilled that my first episode, Diving Into the World of Music, has a bone pony connection with Nick joining me. Just like an old song that you always know the words to, this conversation was a pleasure for me to book, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Tin Man Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Tinius. Today, I am joined by Nick Wynn, who is a member of the band Bone Pony, that was a, a big part of my college years and still a big part of my life, but especially um, some of the live performances and, that I got to see in Bowling Green and Louisville um, with a lot of my college buddies and um, really happy to kind of start to reconnect with them a little bit. Um, Nick is here today. Scott is going to come back and join us as well in a couple of weeks. Um, but Nick, thank you for taking the time um, to, to chat with me today. Absolutely. Great, great to reconnect with old friends, especially the Western Kentucky. It was a big part of uh, uh, some great years for us. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun at um, Ruco, and I think I even saw you guys at the Armory a couple times and tailgating um, at Western Games. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, one of my college teammates and roommates, uh, his engagement party up here in Louisville at Flanagan's, you guys actually came up and and played a night at a private party yeah. for that, which was a lot of fun. Was that uh, Ben? Ben Berger, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, man, we saw him in Colorado, I think, at one point. Is that possible? Um, he was a that, soccer player. Ben was. Um, now Matt Hockey was another guy we used to run around with, and he was out in Colorado for okay. a while. Ben, but yeah, Ben. Ben could have been out there too. Who knows? You guys, we had such a great support out of specifically Bowling Green back then, man. It was like we, you know, we. We, I don't know, we get 400 people on once a month or Kelly Greens, whatever it was. And, and so it built up over the years that, man, especially back when we were touring 200 dates a year throughout mostly the U.S., you know, we, you know, we'd go in Seattle, places like that, that we didn't draw a whole lot or or, uh, or in Southern California and, and we get people in the eyes, Western, Western, play soap, you know, <laughs> Jubilee, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, so it was. It uh, it was really cool to see all these ambassadors throughout the country with us. You know, from Western Kentucky, man. Yep. No, kind of had the the Bone Pony Army going there, and I know. Um, yeah. I know you guys. The exit in up at Evansville seemed to be a pretty good spot. 
for you guys too. Yeah, the the exit in Nashville and the duck in in Nashville, but the support we got was was really cool. Yeah, the duck we we get people uh, from Western to, to come to those uh, satellite cities. Man, I got to know a lot of a lot of people personally, um, and so yeah, really really cool. Always great to still run into all these people twenty years later that are now you know running things. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so like, like I said, we're going to try to get you back in a couple of weeks and get Scott on as well and maybe do things a little more in depth. Um, I, Scott just, would love that. Maybe we'll play you an acoustic song or something like that. I know. Oh, that, that'd that be wonderful. Even yeah. better. Um, yeah. But just to kind of, you know, I think some of the people listening to this will obviously listen um, because they're friends of mine and, and we'll already know about you guys. But maybe for people that don't know as much about Bone Pony, just a little bit about the origins of the group and how you got started. Yeah. So the band was started with, uh, Scott and the, uh, previous guitar player. His name was Brian in the early nineties in, in Baltimore. Scott was from Texas, but he, he ended up in Baltimore when he was, you know, in his twenties, he started a band, started coming to Nashville from there and connected with, uh, a third guy and, and, uh, and got a record deal with Capitol records. And, uh, so mid nineties, they started touring the band opening for Bob Seger and, you know, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Santana, Jeff Beck, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, under the corporate umbrella. And I joined in 99 when uh, Brian left. And so in 99, we just, you know, we were just a full grassroots band. You know, sometimes you lose the corporate support if you don't sell, you know, a half million. You know, we're on Capitol Records. So that they were also pushing Beatles One at the time and uh, Radiohead, which is breaking. They were, we had the same A&R guys and the, you know, you know, like your corporate, you're like, yeah, hey, uh, you remember that that CD I gave you of the other band that we also signed, Radiohead? <laughs> and they just signed like a million records. You want to hear it? You know, it's really cool. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. okay, that'll be that. So we, you know, so we just kept working hard at being a grassroots band, old old school style kind of deal. And uh, and so 99, we started playing colleges a lot more and making those relationships like we did in western and really we're doing better as far as that goes as far as ticket sales and just a true true support even more than what we were on the on the label you know so um so yeah we've been going ever since you know yeah i think that um like you said that you can talk about how many records you've sold and that kind of stuff but i think the connection with the fans is always yeah. important and and you guys definitely um had and, and still have that um i mean that's what gives you a real career as, as far as playing music for a living you know creating the music you want to do for a living you know more so than you could get a, a one-hit wonder thing where it's a, like a dance club kind of hit people don't really connect with that for a two-hour set you know mm -hmm. so we were lucky we kept it fresh and we were you know folks like you guys and all these kentucky has always been really good to us it's hard. most people think we're from kentucky because we played it so much <laughs> still still we don't play it nearly as much but uh the support we we have from kentucky is probably our you know biggest state yeah um now as far as you personally um you know you play a wide array uh, of instruments guitar and banjo and mandolin and and several other things um just maybe give us a little bit of your your background and and how you broke into music, what you started playing, and then how you've kind of branched out yeah, that's, since then. That's a cool, interesting question, because I think a lot of people can relate to this. There's, I know there's a lot of musicians and 
Kentucky, especially in Tennessee, obviously this whole area. And uh, yeah, I started as a guitar player. I, grew, I was born in Canada, grew up there till I was, you know, in middle school and moved down to Nashville. So, and we lived in, uh, down in Brentwood. So all my friends in high school's parents were in the music business seemed like, you know, and, uh, so I, yeah, I grew up on mostly guitar, you know, and, um, you know, kind of dabbled around with other stuff, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, it's all about just music, not so much the instrument. If you can try to keep your mind that way, you know, my, my, one of my best friends growing up, his dad played for Waylon Jennings and, and so he was great with advice and, you know, he's usually playing bass for Waylon. And then the next week he's playing guitar, you know, and I was like, oh, wow, I thought you played bass, you know, and he's like, well, that's the deal. If you're going to make a living playing music, even for Waylon Jennings, you know, if the guitar player leaves or whatever, you got to be a musician, ideally, and just and just do whatever you got to do to take that spot. Sometimes, you know, some people are just only specialists and and uh, some people to make a living sometimes diversify so that was the deal with with bone pony had a lot of acoustic uh met, uh bluegrass type instruments played in a rock and roll way kind of like zeppelin three ronnie mm-hmm. r stop and all that kind of stuff so uh one of the original founding members was also primarily a guitar player but he played a lot of the different kind of instruments on uh stomp revival and then uh we got uh tramp from you know 96 to 04 for about eight years and his background was mostly fiddle but same thing, he played all these other instruments. So when he announced that he was going to kind of retire and get off the road, then um, I had to kind of take that up. So I spent some time uh, kind of learning these instruments, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, uh, yeah, so that's the deal. So guitar player, and then, you know, so I play these instruments at kind of different levels, you know what I mean? It's like guitar right. is kind of my my native instrument, and I can do I have much wider flexibility how quickly I can do things. Some of the other instruments, especially fiddle, I got to kind of really work at it to get a part down. And that's that, you know, um, you know, man, all the other string stuff with frets, a little easier transition. Once I got used to the kind of the tuning, it was like, well, it's not too far from guitar, you know. So, right. um, yeah, but I love it. It keeps it fresh. And that's what music to me is all about. You know, you're uh, you're still in Kentucky, right? Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, we know a lot of players in Kentucky and that's just the. Even, you know, corporate people that are campfire players on the weekend, you know, they all play a little something and that's the spirit, you know, people will say, oh, I wish I could play, you know, whatever. It's like, well, you know, you don't all have to be Chris Carmichael or something like that on the fiddle. Sometimes, you, you know, you just make a tune. It's okay. It's just same with guitar players. Some of these lead singers, songwriters, you know, they're not the most accomplished physical guys, but get that idea across, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah. So it kind of started from there. My uh my five year old has been taking lessons. Um, he just played Yellow Submarine at his spring recital, so he oh, was cool. uh, very very excited about that. And he's already asking to get an electric guitar for his next birthday. I'm like, well, oh. we should maybe maybe learn more than three chords first, <laughs> and then uh, we'll make sure you still like it when you're six, and then we'll go from there. Dude, but he's man. he's yeah, having keep, a blast with it. Keep that music flowing. It's such a you know with everybody complaining about kids. Only on electronics. I, I love hearing that story. The 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 when young kids are attracted to music and the arts it seems to be an innate thing, you know. Yeah, no, he 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 absolutely loves it. So, um, what do you guys have coming up in the near future? Um, any shows or anything that you're yeah. recording, or what are you guys working on? Yeah, we got we got really exhausted from being on 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 the road. We I think we did three thousand gigs those first. Uh, 
15 years since I joined or something like that. We're doing almost 200 a year, you know, from 99 till the mid 2010s. So we, the first record, like I mentioned, was on Capitol Records. So we never had the rights to it. You could always kind of play it live, of course, but as far as the record itself, so like Taylor Swift and all a lot of country artists, a lot of rock artists, obviously, we've uh, re-recorded Stomp Revival and we're going to vinyl this time. Okay. So, in fact, I have a test pressing that just came in the other day. Let me show that. That we're pretty pumped about. Very test cool. pressing uh, for Stomp Revival. So this is the 20th anniversary of Jubilee this year. We've got quite a bit of new material as well. So, so now we're just, it's more about kind of getting things out stagger them a little bit so we can make the most of it you know so, mm-hmm. so we got the re-release of stomp revival on vinyl and of course all the streaming stuff and uh and uh jubilee and of course a lot of new music mixed in with that so we recorded some of that at sunset sound in in la where lots of our uh, music heroes recorded their records and so we're doing uh uh kind of some select gigs some some cool festivals we're kind of all like we just did a kind of a two-man run down in florida in vero beach and uh near coco beach this last weekend for memorial day then we're out uh, doing some public things we got a cool uh we got a return to evansville indiana which is always a good turnout for us and that's june 17th um should be on our website but june 17th at a place called boca lounge uh then i think the week after that we're in salt lake city you guys can all kind of reach out to us if you're in those areas um a cool festival up in new york doing one out in malibu and i'm sure we'll run into some old western kentucky former uh former students you know in uh, some of these places so yeah we're doing kind of select mostly weekends or once a week or a couple of week or, or the rest of the summer and then um take it from there well we'll probably do a pretty big bash in nashville for the re-release of stomp revival probably in the fall or something like that Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to keep my eyes out for that one. We'll put um, the bat signal out, and hopefully, people come out from out of town. We got more people from out of town than from Nashville to usually show up with those. Oh, I'm I'm sure people will be interested. So, uh, talking with Nick Wynn here from Bone Pony. I'm just going to spend a couple more minutes with him. Then, like I've said a couple times, we'll get him and Scott back um, in a couple weeks. Um, I guess if you had to pick kind of and no no pressure, since we've already talked about Bowling Green and Western Kentucky, but if you had to we can leave that out if you had to kind of pick um maybe uh your favorite spot to play not necessarily might be because of the support you get but might just be because of a cool environment um you know whether there's 400 people or four people there where's kind of been your favorite spot to play over the years so yeah i'll i'll uh pandering aside kentucky's always been really good to us we've played all over that state eastern kentucky western kentucky and you know the regular cities you know, playing Nashville is always special to us. It's our hometown. Um, I've always loved Charleston, South Carolina. That's another town that's always been good to us. And it's it's on the beach and it's got a really cool vibe, you know. Um, uh, we've always enjoyed kind of just when we do get to play New York City because we get people that kind of come from all over to be in the city to see us. And it's a fun show. And then... Um, and then on the West Coast, we we've we've always done you know pretty well in like the LA area and specifically Malibu because it's more of a laid back beach town. If people kind of heard of it, it sounds fancy, but it's not. I don't I don't you know I think it's it's has this cool non city 
beach bomb vibe out in Malibu. And we've always, you know, enjoyed that kind of deal. Um, and shoot, man, other than that, I don't know where to start. It's, you know, it's what makes the room special is the people that are there. It really is, you know, um, you know, you can play a really cool special venue and that's kind of cool. And it's, oh, that's a bucket buck listing kind of thing, but you know, there's nothing like, playing some of these festivals we've done or that we, st- we still do. Sometimes we play some private stuff and it's people that just want to have us out because they grew up on us or whatever. And they'll invite 120 of their best friends and they'll, you know, have this cool setup. And those are just magic, you know, because just people that grew up on our stuff that really means a lot to them. You know, that's uh, mm-hmm. those are much more special and emotional than, than just playing even if it's a packed club or something like that's really really cool you know yeah well yeah like you said it and we've mentioned a couple of times it, it's the connections that um that make the experience special and um nick i really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today um yeah and we'll look to, to get you back on here um down the road with scott and dive into it a bit more and in the meantime i look forward to kind of uh for lack of a better way to put it kind of hearing old music for the first time again with some of the stuff being re-released. Yeah. I, I hope you'll enjoy it. And we're looking forward to sharing it. Yeah. We'll put some together with Scott. I know we'll enjoy it. He's usually the one running his mouth, not me. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's it makes it easier for me. I can just do something else while he's talking. Well, this, so this we'll was a way it, for you. Yeah. This was a way for you to get your thoughts in. Um, <laughs> if you might be overrun next time. No, no, no. I, 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 I like it that way. I just let him do his yeah. thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll play a couple songs or something like that, you know? So Sounds great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll talk to you again here soon. All right, Chris, I'll talk to you soon. As you may know from my other episodes, I believe everyone has a soundtrack to their life. I can tie many major events, moments, and errors in my own life to certain songs. My college years and a unique group of friends will always be associated partly with Bone Pony. I can't thank Nick enough for joining me, and I look forward to future visits. In the meantime, continue to look for the Tin Man podcast on our website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We have also started uploading to YouTube, and this will be the first episode with video. Finally, you can follow on Twitter at the handle at TinManPod. Regular listeners will know my love of Bruce Springsteen and how I try to tie a song of his to many episodes. This time, though, the song belongs, of course, to Bone Pony. We'll take you out with a little Jubilee, a joyful song of celebration and good times. I'm Chris Tinius. Thanks for listening to the Tin Man Podcast. Juve.